existence In existence, join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. This is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we're doing our top ten sitcoms. Not the best, they're our personal top tens. Our favorites. Our favorites, yeah, and we don't know what's on each other's list, so it might be a list of 20 sitcoms that are only ten shows. But I guess we'll find out. I, uh... I guarantee that's not going to happen. Okay, yeah, I skewed kind of newish with mine i tried not to so i took a couple that you probably have off my list because i didn't want it to be too new but it's gonna i i think we should count to how many i think i i would i would guess we'll have 14 total okay yeah that's probably about right um because yeah like i said there were some i left off mine I, well, I said this to you earlier uh that just because i was like well i'm almost sure pat will pick that but maybe not Maybe we'll have I've, some some of our favorites won't even be on here, which will be yeah. Weird. I think that might happen because there's. I was just gonna say I, I intended to put together a like a bu- a bunch that didn't make the list, but I didn't bother because we're gonna. I think it's gonna take a long time to go through all these. So I, th- I do too. So yeah, we should just jump into this shiat. And sorry so if it's we're, loud uh, here. Sorry, <laughs> I got uh, it. It's I got the window open, which I rarely do anymore. But as uh, Nelly said. It's motherfucking hot in here in this motherfucking plane. Did you know in Philadelphia there is a, uh, you probably wouldn't know, but there's, I don't know if it's weekly or monthly, but there's DJs who get together and do remixes of Drake and only Drake. That seems like, A, they have too much time on their hands, B, they have too much money. Because if they had real things to worry about, maybe it wouldn't be so kitschy. So fuck you, basically, is what I'm saying to them. My niece was telling me because I went to this newish club called the Foundry at the Fillmore because the Fillmore is this is a, a new concert hall and upstairs they have a smaller concert hall. For, anyway, at one point they had the all these DJs doing Drake music and I said, "What is Drake music?" Because I thought it was some kind of dance music I'd never heard of. He's like, "You know the rapper Drake." And I was like, "Oh, this makes no sense to me." Yeah, he started from the bottom, dude, on a Degrassi, and now he's here. I would not call Degrassi the bottom. Well, according to Drake, it is. I mean, I don't know what life in Canada is like. It very well could be. Um, you want to go first with your ten, or you want number ten, or you want me to go first? We're gonna do it piece by piece, so I'm not right. Like we're gonna do ten, ten, yes, nine, yeah, nine. exactly. Okay. I'll go first. I'm fine okay, with that. Do it. Number ten on my list is the U.S. version of The Office, and uh, I kind of wrestled with picking the uk version because i love that a lot too but i just love this a little bit more it's got more heart yes it has more heart and the it has more bad episodes as well because it was on for so long but i think in total it's a funnier show even though the uk office is very very funny it's just that they have less episodes well and yeah which means the characters couldn't really have that much of an arc or grow too much Right, aside from the main characters, I, I think you got to meet the other characters a lot more in-depthly in the U.S. office, and there's a lot a lot more funny stuff going on. So yeah, that's my number 10. It's a really funny show for a lot of its run. It's kind of okay for some of it in the middle, but then the last season it picks up to be really funny again. Yeah, it's a, it's a totally solid show. It wouldn't have made my... It wasn't on my list for my top 10. Like I didn't have to scratch it off, but it's a good pick. 
Um, yeah, any show with Toby on it. I, we need to see more <laughs> of that dude on TV. And I think it's on my list because it's a. It would definitely not be on a best list, but it's it's just one of my favorites of all times, just because it it like you said it has heart. So when you watch it enough, you kind of feel like uh, you know the characters, you, like they're friends of yours. And you, I think it's more than just me who who does that, because if you look at Tumblr or Facebook, all kinds of people are sharing like bits of the office, even though it's been off the air for two or three years, and just like just little bits, and they're laughing at it again. It's just a great show. Yeah, no, I, I have no problem with that. So, um, I won't I won't give you the treatment I gave the Drake remixers. Uh, my number ten is The Simpsons. Number ten. Well, I really it hasn't been great for a long time, but and like to be honest, I I much prefer Bob's Burgers these days. But just for its overall run and its like ten first seasons of greatness. And it still has some good stuff sometimes. And it's a huge pop culture mill. Like, it was, you know, it's created so many catchphrases and shit. And it was really hilarious, and it can be occasionally still. Though usually not, I find, anymore. That's why it's so low on my list, The Simpsons. I I think that's unfair that you're doing... You're putting it so low because of, of my... If you take it in total, I think it's better than the shows that are going to be higher in your list, but that, that's fine. At least it's on your list. And uh, spoiler alert, that's our first double. Well, yeah, well, on my list too. you uh, can't really have favorites without having The Simpsons if you grew up any time in the past, whatever, And also that, if we, if we do a future episode about the best, not favorites, that is definitely on the best that comes. Yeah, it's, oh, it's got to be, yeah. Yeah, so... But, yeah, I, I think... Well, you say overall you think it should be higher. I think overall that's why it's not higher because it was really just the the first half of the show that I really liked. So No, but I think it has – it's just uh, – It's got – well, we'll talk about it when we do yours. But I'm not going to argue what your favorite should be. I just think that the, the seasons where it was great, it was so great it overshadows other shows even though the, the seasons that are, aren't, aren't great aren't great. Right. But, but yeah, the the not great ones kind of brought it down for me. So number nine from on my list might be another repeat. I assume, but maybe not. Curb your enthusiasm. Oh shit! Good pick. Nope, not a repeat. I I I I kind of moved away if it was a cable show because they don't have as many episodes, and I just feel like if a show can be funny for twenty four episodes, it should get a higher rating than a show that can be funny for you know twelve or thirteen or ten or whatever. So most of the time, I didn't pick the cable show, but Kirby Enthusiasm is so funny, so consistently, I had to take it. I was gonna say you laugh out loud at that enough Every for episode. a twenty four episode series on network, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're if you're doing laughs per minute, it wins. So it's a really funny show. Yeah. Oh man. No. I. You know what? See, and I knew there would be some I forgot, and I was like really scared that I was gonna have a last minute like, oh fuck, that was one of my favorites, and I totally forgot it. And I did forget Curb. Um. Yeah, that's a good choice, and I'm glad you had it because I don't. My number nine is Barney Miller. Great choice. Yeah, and that's like that's as old as I went with mine just to let you know um so but yeah like we've talked about it a little bit before but even watching it now it's like progressive politically Mm -hmm. and stuff and uh and it's actually funny yeah and you have problems with older shows you you don't think they're funny but you think that one does it holds up as the humor holds up i i don't i mean and i think the humor holds up on a lot of older shows like i still watch well you know, I'll watch Mary Tyler Moore, Bob Newhart show or Newhart or a lot of those. Um, 
when they're on reruns, and I still find them funny. But uh, but this one really, especially of that time, there's another one of that time that I almost picked. Maybe it'll be on yours, and we can talk about it. Um, that was a hard one to cut off, but um, I think this one went into the '80s, and The Simpsons and another one started in the '80s, but very late '80s. Um, but other than that, I don't have like any '80s shows on because '80s was really kind of the worst. Yeah, I was. For I was thinking. That I was looking through my list. I have. I do go a little bit older, so I have '60s, '70s, '80s only because they started in the '80s, and uh, and '90s, and well, now think about it. Yeah, so I have all the decades covered. Yeah, that's. I don't know if. Yeah, I don't know that I have them all covered. I guess we'll have to see. I don't. Like I said, I skewed a little newer, but. I yeah, Barney barely, Miller. I, I barely have the '80s covered. That was yeah, yeah, same. It's a terrible decade. Although there's some shows I left off, but yeah, Barney Miller is a good choice. Yeah, A. Vigoda, Jack Sue, <laughs> the dude who played Dietrich, and of course Ron Glass. Hal Linden, kind of the weakest link on that show. Yeah, I, mean, I was he, about to say the star. Yeah, he, uh, the early episodes when his wife's on it and stuff are kind of a little weirder. I like I like the ones later when they're like in the station the entire episode everything aside from levitt yeah levitt is was and always will be annoying although that was his character he was a little too good at it maybe who played his wife was it someone famous i, I can see her yeah uh i can't i can't remember her name i think it was betty friedan and uh, i think betty friedan was a big broadway star she was yeah indeed number and so when i think about favorite sitcoms it's much different like we talk about the best sitcoms i think best sitcoms they can't be stuck in a time period. Like they have to be timeless in my opinion. So the choice I'm going to make now, and the other thing that uh, is important about best that comes, they can't, you can't depend on too much previous episodes to be best. And this one really does every rewards rewatching. I think by now, you know what I'm going to put. And uh, number eight for me is rest of development. Wow. That's low. Ah, uh, I guess. Well, th- yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about it. Yeah, go ahead. It suffers because there's not many episodes of it. It's only three seasons, and uh, and but I still love it. And it has, I think the Office has this too, where there is so many actors from it who go on to do great things, like The Office has Steve Carell and, and Ed Helms who've gone on to do fun movies, and Earth Development has Jason Bateman and and especially Tony Hale. So yeah, and Will Arnett disappointingly doesn't do great things. Although I have heard so many good things about Bojack Horseman. I'm going to give it a second chance. I will give it a second chance too. I mean, Paul F. Tompkins alone. Yeah. But that first episode was really bad. It was terrible. Yeah. So I'll I'll give it a second chance too. people. Yeah. But anyway, Arrested Development, I, I, it sounds like we're going to talk about more up in the top five. So yeah, it's a great show. Yeah. You can't, and you're right. Like there were people who just, didn't like it because of what exactly what you're saying like it's just too much paying attention it's like the wire of sitcoms kind of mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. it's a different way of watching a sitcom but it was super revolutionary in that regard and, and funny as shit oh yeah yeah uh my number eight i think this might be the newest one on my list but i there's i don't know it's a toss-up actually uh brooklyn 99 wow yeah, I love Brooklyn Nine Nine, but no, it's it's not in the top ten. Yeah, well, it's it this one. It was going to be something else that I'm almost certain you have, and I was like, all right, I'm going to give Brooklyn Nine Nine a shot because it's so good, and the cast is 
outstanding. It's I think that's going to be like a probably um, a theme with a lot of the shows we have. At least the ones I have is the cast. Um, just great ensemble acting, great writing that is never like it. It never goes to the stupid sitcom cliche. It plays with them, but it doesn't do it. Yeah. It doesn't go all the way there. There's actually a diverse cast, and without it being made a big deal of, which also Barney Miller had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like th- that was something that happened in the 70s, but kind of went away in the 80s where it was more of a token. Like, yes. It wasn't, yeah. But yeah, yeah, the Webster Syndrome. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a wonderful show, and it's a great choice. It's great. It's not been on long enough to really merit that, but I enjoy it so much I put it on there. It's it's like it, it's a show that makes me feel good, too, not just laugh. Like Yeah. So. It's, and it, I think it's greater than the sum of its parts. Like The great actors are great, but I don't think Andy – what's his – Andy Samberg? Andy Samberg. Is as good in other things as, as in this. Like he had oh, that, he's not even close in other things, I don't think. Yeah. He had that movie this this year. I haven't seen it, but I just assume it's not as good as this. And, and uh, Terry Crews, we know of his work outside of this. And yeah. It, yeah. And there's, there's funny bits, but nothing close to this. Although, uh, what's the the sergeant's Andre name? Brower. Andre Brower is just always great. Yeah, he's great in everything. Although, he would scare me in person, I think. He seems so intense. <laughs> well, uh what else has he been in? There must be something he's I been know, in. Homicide. He's always intense. He's always intense. I haven't seen Men of a Certain Age, actually. Oh, that's... Yeah, I've watched bits and pieces of that, and he wasn't intense in that. He was just kind of lovable and funny. That's an interesting show. I, I don't know how good it is, but it's interesting how it, it went against type for everybody in it. So it's Ray Romano, Andre Brower. Who's the third guy? I forget who the th- Daniel Stern? That can't be right. I haven't that's seen it, right. so... I- no, I, I forget who the third guy is, but it, the Andre Brower is is much more laid back and relaxed than he is in anything else, and Ray Romano is much dirtier than he is in anything else. So, yeah, I I always heard it was a really good show, so I want to check it out. Scott Bakula. Oh, Scott Bakula, the backs. He, he that's where he leaped. Time. He finally leaped to, <laughs> of a certain age. Um, oh, I did want to say sorry before you go to your next one. These are all like thirty minute things, right? Because I did. Are yours all thirty-minute sitcoms? Uh, as far, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Because I was thinking, like, does Freaks and Geeks count as a sitcom? But I think we, it's good to stay with the thirty-minute thing. Yeah, I, yeah. Kirby Enthusiasm might be a little bit over thirty minutes, but yeah, the but you, yeah. That's only because it's on HBO. Um, yeah. All right. What's your number seven? Number seven is another cable choice, but I couldn't avoid it, and it is close to not. It isn't, but it's close to the most modern choice. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Ah, uh, see, and I, yeah, I kind of figured you'd pick that one. Um, yes, of course. And it's Funny been on... Funny every week. What's that? Funny every week. And it's been on for a long-ass time now, right? Yeah, but it has been, what's it, almost 10 years, probably? Like, started in 2007 around. Uh, but it's, it's on a cable channel, so it's it's only has, has a limited number of episodes you season. But still, no, it's been on forever, and it's the the... Charlie Day has gone on to do great things, funny things. The other guys kind of just stay in their, <laughs> their sitcom lane. Well, I see, yeah, I see, I've seen um, Rob and other stuff. Yeah. yeah no, not, not, Ro- not Rob. Uh, God damn it. Why do I always get forget? Oh, it's Glenn Howerton, yeah. right? Oh, I've okay. seen him and other stuff. Rob, it's, I think, is like more of a writer, maybe. Maybe. I've seen him in Mindy Project. Yeah, I've seen both, both of them of in them. Mindy Project. Yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, this is a really fun show. I think it's it's also smart. It's smarter than it seems to be. Yes. And that's always something we both love the uh, gross stuff that's also smart and it's 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 like the it's like the, the Seinfeld on steroids. Yeah. I love I love when people use that phrase on steroids. It's, I'll use it. It's never not current. What with Lance Armstrong. Um <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it's it's uh it's the Ramones effect. It's much smarter than it seems on the surface. And it's and like you can't really miss that it's mocking these things. Like unlike yeah. apparently married with children, um, which some people took as not a satire, this you can't miss that I think people do miss it, but that's okay. Yeah, I guess. But they're obviously such awful people. I mean they're worse than Tony Soprano. My number seven, um, another current one. This is, yeah, this is where I couldn't, and also a cable choice, uh, Veep. I'm pretty sure, oh, Veep. Oh, I was expecting something else. That's a great choice. Uh, the other one you're expecting is probably higher up. Okay. Um, yeah, and I had to. I, I just, it's so fucking funny. And, and another great ensemble cast uh, with, again, Tony Hale making an appearance. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, I'm pretty sure she'll probably make this list again at some point. What yeah. with, you know, the new adventures maybe, of old Christine. Maybe twice. Perhaps. Um, but I, this is one where the being allowed to cuss and stuff totally works for the... Like, if they couldn't do that... It would, no. It, yeah, it wouldn't work. But they they make it work so well that it's... I'm- like, you know, maybe it would be funny having bleeps, but no, because it would. It might be funny having bleeps, but not as funny because some of the, the the curses are so like imaginative. Yeah, the invective is is very creative. So, yeah. <laughs> anything about Jonah would be bleeped. <laughs> and another one where they're pretty much awful people. Most of them. I mean, Tony Hale is not, and I think. Uh, What's his name from uh, Upright Citizens Brigade who plays Mike McConnell? And I'm blanking on his name right now. Matt Walsh? Matt Walsh is not a terrible person. He's just kind of a very put-upon uh, no, schlub. Like the, I feel like uh, the – what's the Brady Bunch guy's name? Oh, yeah, Gary Cole. Gary Cole and the the fat guy who's Nora Dunn's – Kevin Dunn. I feel like they're not horrible people. They're just kind of jaded. But the two – the Anna Chomsky – I forget. And the Reed Scott, they're pretty terrible people. They are. And Jonah is obviously oh, jo- awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Uh, Veep, Veep deserves to be on there. I think it's going to be, you know, in later years considered great so, I, or classic. I agree it deserves – I. I left it off, I think, because I put Kirby Enthusiasm. I was like, I was between those two to have on the, the HBO, show, HBO show on my list, and I picked Kirby Enthusiasm over it. But Veep is a solid choice too, and it's. I think I was also avoiding shows that were still airing, although I did do it. It's Always Sunny, but yeah. anyway, it's yeah. Veep is is a, a fantastic show, and I I look forward to see how they're coming back. Yeah, that was a weird ending to this season. So oh, it was it was it was so like. Like dramatic and sad and yeah, really depressing. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was sweet too with uh, Tony Hale, like the first time, it, like expressing himself. <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> you all fucked up. So yeah, I, I like Veep a lot. I but no, how are they going to come back? Is she going to become the vice president again, or is she going to have another kind of? And you know, another thing is Veep is is 
when I watch like the stuff going on with Hillary Clinton, I just I kind of get a Veep vibe. Like when something insane happens that doesn't make any sense, I just kind of see her off to the side cursing some assistant out, and that makes me laugh. Yeah, I think so. I I would imagine that has to happen. Um, all right, where do we? Your number six next. The other thing, just one oh, yeah. more thing about Veep, I like that there is no like clear definition of what party they are nope you have no idea and they that's really hard to do for this yeah. long especially yeah. when they have rivals mm-hmm. um and yeah and it's they never really tell you no it's that's what's and great they, about it so they don't get into specific policy so much they get into stuff that both sides would do like the whole china thing and just everything they've done and so i i listened to the julie drive so maybe on colbert first i don't remember where but she's like People from both parties have come to me and commended me on how I'm making fun of the other party. Of course. That's great. So number six. Wait, am I at number six? Yeah, Yeah. you're number six. I kind of switched the places a little bit with this one, but originally it was five, now six, uh, Parks and Recreation. Yeah, that was, I I knew you would pick that. That's That's what I subbed Brooklyn Nine-Nine for. I figured it. Yeah comes from the same family and you know the office the office to they're all kind of in the line uh of the what's his name i forget his name michael sure yeah but parks and recreation is one of my favorites it comes of all time obviously but it would i almost want it to be higher because it's, it's so sweet and it's so wonderful and i wish it lasted longer but there's so many good things to say about it. it's hilarious obviously but it has i think it has more heart than any other show on this list it's just i think so too yeah and we were recently just rewatching them on Netflix, you know, just for something to watch, and mm-hmm. they hold up. We, uh, I started at like the third season, I think. I didn't watch the first one, but or the I think it's worth one. starting at the second. Yeah, the second has a lot of funny bits, and once once Adam Scott and Rob Lowe are there, it's 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 running. Yeah, never looks back. But yeah, it's, yeah, this it, I I might put this on a best like a best list. I, I think, think I think it deserves to be on a best list. Yeah. The only problem with it is it didn't get enough of an audience. I think a best list has to have a popularity to it. I, I don't think you can have a cult favorite as on the best list, but it lasts a long time and it had pretty good ratings and it has, you know, it's it's just so smart, it's just so good. So yeah, and another two. one with the cast. Yes, where they're all the cast. like rewatching it again too. I was just like I was like, Jean Ralphio is like one of the greatest characters ever, and then <laughs> his horrible sister Mona Lisa is just as good. And it has it has a lot in common with the Simpsons in that they created a town and the townspeople, and they kept bringing these townspeople back. These same these same actors who have two or three lines. And yeah, this pawn shop owner dude who's got all the tattoos and shit. Yeah, and and Adam Scott is great in it too. I wanted to oh, mention yeah. like when rewatching it, I was like, man, he's really good. Now I think uh, what's his name? The what's Chris Pratt has already done better things. Like he's been really funny in movies. Yeah. But Adam Scott, I mean, he's been great in movies, but I don't think he's been anything as good as he was in this. No, no, he has. I mean, Party Down is great, too. But, yeah, no, he's never been as good. And, I, you know, I wish he could get more of a movie career going. Amy Poehler, yeah. you don't worry about at all. I mean, she's, like, producing everything that's funny on TV yes. now. And and she's in funny movies, but still, her best part is... is Parks and Rec, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, and we talked about when we did the finale. I think like about the heart of it, where it's just it's a show that is not cynical or mean spirited, and it work. But it's not like fucking Webster, you know. To bring that up again, where it's you know you're supposed to feel 
a hug moment at the end of it. It's it's like real. So yeah. No, I knew you'd pick that. I'm surprised it was at number six for you, but it was almost number five. But we'll get into that at number five. All right. Well, I'm going to do my number six, and then I guess we'll take a break. Um, my number six is, um, and I will say again, uh, another standout ensemble cast, uh, News Radio. Uh, I knew that was going to be in your list. I <laughs> love it, dude. I can. Yeah. It's it's another one I can watch anytime, and it's funny as shit. Yeah. I mean, the the weakest link on the cast is obviously Joe Rogan, but you know he's fine for the character he's playing too. But and I think he's I. I think he's the only the weakest link in retrospect because he's become such an ass. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Because <laughs> at the time, I thought he was pretty funny. He was never the best part of the cast, so that's still... Now, I think I at the time, I liked him better than Andy Dick. Yeah. Yeah, maybe anyway. so. Well, anyway, this is a, another show that never got the audience it deserved and got fucked around all over the schedule. Um, it lasted a while, though. It was did like the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thankfully, and that's another reason it wasn't higher too. Though, like that last season after Phil Hartman died, they should. What... John Lovitz. Yeah, they shouldn't have done that. I was going to ask. So I've never watched that season. It's not funny. It, no, it's fine, but I mean, Phil Hartman's kind of a massive loss to your show. Yeah. And that yeah. character, Bill McNeil, they should have just maybe hung it up after that. But you know, shit. Stephen Root, <laughs> Dave Foley, Maura Tierney. Everybody's great on it. Candy Alexander. Candy Alexander, I've not seen anything since that. She's in Treme. Oh, you've told me that. Yeah. 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 Um, another, also another workplace comedy, which we have quite a few a of. Few. Yeah. On this what? list. Um, so The Office, Arrested Development, sort of, but not really. Not really. Barney it's Miller. Sunny. Barney Miller. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Parks and Rec. Man, Veep. Yeah, a lot of them. Veep, I guess, could be considered a workplace. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sir. Um, yeah, yeah, and I don't know. I think people who don't didn't watch this show should give it a chance because it's it's one of the best of the '90s, I think, and should have should have gotten more acclaim. I agree. I, I think when I was looking at my list, like no '90s shows were jumping out at me. I had thought of news radio, and I was sure you were going to put it on your list, so it didn't matter. But it's not. I don't think it for me. It's I'm I like it more than the shows I've said, but it's still it is an awesome show. Yeah. And and rewatchable. That's another thing. Like, yes, that's a hard thing to pull off to be a rewatchable show. It is a rewatchable show. So, yeah, I, I don't think in either of our lists so far have, have have we had a show that's not rewatchable. No, I I don't think so. I could rewatch any of these that we've mentioned. So, um, all right. Well, shit. We have ten more to go. So, um, you want to take a quick break? Yes, ma'am. Please call me madam. We'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. Alright, we're back. Uh, 
And oh, you know what? I, I mean, I easily could have looked this up on the internet, um, but um, I was just thinking about it because you you went to Catholic school and you you know you bought into all that nonsense. Let me ask you this: I don't know the Ten Commandments. Oh, I don't either. Nobody does. Um, but There's so too many. So, ten. Make it simple. Put it all in one. Really, that's what you get in a tweet. We can never characters. remember more than seven things, as we've learned from phone numbers. Yep, and I couldn't even remember those. But luckily, it was only like nine tries for the last digit. Uh, so, Easter is about Jesus being resurrected, right? So Jesus, mm-hmm. Jesus dies, gets resurrected three days later, right? Comes back to life. And then what? He's just like, all right, fuck all y'all, I'm out again. What happened to him after he got resurrected? He, I don't remember what he did between getting resurrected and going back, but he was he rose back into heaven. Nobody staying. Oh, okay. So he that's right. He ascended bodily into heaven. Yes. Oh, fucking UFOs, dude. They just didn't know what to call him back then. All right. What is your number five that number took f- the place of Parks and Rec? Number five is get a life. All right. Of course, get a life. I, uh, we did a whole goddamn episode on that show. Yes, I, 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 I don't know. It should be number one because I love it. But these other shows I love too, and you know, got life's awesome. It's it it redefined uh, not just sitcoms but comedy on TV. Yeah, yes. I mean, we can, I don't know. We, there's no not much more we can either of us can say about Get a Life except <laughs> it's funny as shit and. Some, you should watch it. You should watch it, and you might just hate it. I mean, be be prepared for that. People did not like it. Dumb people. <laughs> no, those the dumb people are the Big Bang Theory. Come on, we covered that. Aww. Number five. Oh, why are you making fun of my number one? <laughs> number five. I would never do this podcast again. My number five. Uh, I'm see. I'm thinking maybe you don't have this one on your list, but. Um, I think this is the cable one you're thinking of, Broad City. Yes. Yeah. It, it's, I don't know. It's another one we've talked about numerous times on this show. Abby and Alana. It's an, it's awesome. Just, I don't laugh at anything as hard as I laugh at this. And they are, you know, it's, it's another one kind of like get a life. Like it's a new, it's a new style of comedy. It's almost like sketch, but it's actually funny. But I, I, why do you think it's? I think it's just a similar style that already exists, just with really funny people. I, I suppose it is. It does. You can definitely see that. Um, it's influenced by something like, say, Louis, where mm-hmm. they can be more absurd and just crazy, and like have stories that kind of cut off in the middle, and they go to something else. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, I guess it, it is. It, it's definitely. It's got an arc, and, you know, there are... It's not completely absurd. There are storylines and things that come in from the past and everything. But nobody makes me laugh as hard as these two people on TV. So, Broad City, my number five. That's a good choice. I think I had it in my, like, seven or eight or something, and then I was like, it's only been three seasons. I can't give it that yet. But it is awesome, so it should be on my list. I know, that didn't... That didn't stop me for a lot of these, obviously. The number There's of way seasons. too many shows to choose from. I know, man. I'm just... I was... Seriously, when I was thinking of this list, I'm like, 
what makes me laugh and can still make me laugh if I watch it right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that one's definitely up there. So that's my number five. That makes me laugh too. Number four is The Simpsons. Okay. Wait, and, is, is this our this is our first duplicate, right? No, no. Uh, oh wait. Oh, it is. Wow. Yeah. That's a shock. The Simpsons was the it was your first. I was. It feels like it's not the first because that was your first. Yeah, it was my number ten. First choice, but yeah, we haven't duplicated it at all. Crazy. Anyway, uh, let's. Since we both picked The Simpsons, I want to give an honorable mention to another show I almost put on my list as Futurama. Like, uh, it was a great show. Less, not as long as The Simpsons, obviously. And but when it was the one, it was really funny. But uh, it changed. It changed TV. It changed the way comedies were written. I, in a lot of ways, I think a lot of the new comedies that are out now owe great debt to The Simpsons. It did all sorts of humor on the years it was on that that never existed before and exist on other shows. There's the meta humor that was really not on TV that much. There's using using animation in ways that were never used before for an adult adult cartoon, and it's just a great show. It's abs- absurd in great ways, and yeah, yeah, and and, it ha- and the good seasons had heart. We talk about heart in other shows, and a show doesn't need heart to be good, but The Simpsons is better when it has heart and this isn't all in on absurdity. Yeah, although I don't mind the all in absurdity either. Um, no. no. Yeah, and it was also like really the first. I mean, they had had animated stuff um, ostensibly for adults before, but nothing really ever came close to The Simpsons previous, like the Flintstones and, you know, like that kind of shit. There was a terrible 70s show that they replayed on Cartoon Network in, in the late 90s, or maybe early 90s, uh, called Wait Till Your Father Gets oh, yeah. Home. Tom Posley. Tom Posley, and it was awful. But it yeah. was it was set in, in prime time, and it was supposed to be an animated sitcom, and it was everything bad about a regular sitcom, just an animated form. Yeah, it even had a laugh track, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, The Simpsons is going to make any list of best or or favorites i would think it should if you're yeah if you're being reasonable at all about it um yeah well of course well my number four is our second duplicate because it is arrested development yay and um i will say that fourth season was not very good and and that kind of brought it down a little for me even but but when it was on it was as we've already said, groundbreaking, great cast. I thought the fourth season was good. I, I mean, it was a little bit disjointed and probably because of the way they had to film it, but I, I thought they had funny parts. I thought it was good. There was some funny parts, but I thought overall it just seemed like kind of a mess. And yeah. the, the other three I thought were genius. Yeah. I would I would agree that in comparison it wasn't as good as the other three, but it's pretty hard to be as good as the other three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... I'm in retrospect, I was actually, I'm actually glad it only lasted those three seasons on the network because it, it, how can you sustain that kind of shit? Yeah. Um, well, maybe they could have. Yeah, I know. We will never know, but, uh, but yeah, Arrested Development number four, and I don't think that's too high. I, I love it. No, no, it's it's great. I uh, have number three is the oldest sitcom on the list, Dick Van Dyke Show. I knew it. When you said Funny 60s, every time. I was like, "That's there can't be anything else. There's nothing else there. I mean... Maybe that... Andy Griffith, but yeah, no. Andy Griffith would probably be on the best list, because 
but anyway, uh, Dick Van Dyke show was it was just wonderful. It's funny still. If you if I when I rewatch it, I'll laugh. It has it has absurdity. It has it breaks rules. It's doing things that other shows didn't do at the time. Like an office sitcom didn't exist. It was always at the house and this was at the office and back at the house. And it was all over the place. And they had weirdo neighbors that were funny. And yeah, it's, it's great. And, and Carl or yeah, Carl Reiner is a creator and sometimes a co-star, but he didn't like take over the show with his part or anything. He didn't overshadow it at all. No. Yes. Yes. And in fact, some of the funniest episodes had him, but in small parts. So yeah, very great show. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't disagree. That for me, that would definitely be on my best list. Mm-hmm. Um, but my number three, um, another cable show, uh, the Larry Sanders show, because I, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that's another one that kind of was super groundbreaking and, and in another way, set the tone for a lot of sitcom comedy that came after it. Mm-hmm. Including the office, including the yeah, definitely the the and Ricky Gervais' office too, not just oh, the American, what, yeah, yeah, that's really yeah. Uh, the I, I I thought of that one and I, I would definitely put it on my best list, but I was, I was sure you'd put it on your list, so I didn't bother. But it's it's a very funny show. Yeah, the, the but I wouldn't call it. I don't know if I laugh at every episode, so maybe I wouldn't put it on my favorite list anyway. Well, there's a lot of episodes too, but um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, and and also um, celebrities playing themselves in ways that uh, do not make themselves look great. I think I don't rem- like whenever there was like a celebrity cameo on a sitcom in the '80s and stuff. It was always because they were so awesome and they were like rescuing a kitten or whatever, you know, or wanting to go to the prom with Marsha. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this started that, which has also become kind of a thing on on sitcoms. Yeah, Larry Sanders, number three. <laughs> So much of a thing that the B from Apartment B had a had a like, what's the guy's name? James Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek played a terrible version of himself every single episode. Every episode, yeah. <laughs> to a hilarious effect. It's too bad that show didn't last because that's that's one of the if we had a list of best sitcoms that didn't last long enough, that would be on my list because that's such a funny show. <laughs> well, all right, what, shit, we're getting into it, man. Top four. Yeah, man. It's going faster than I thought. That I was that was what number three. That was my number three. So now we're up to your number two. My number two is not a surprise. Merrily, merrily, Tyler Moore show. Merrily, Tyler Moore show. Funny, all the time. Uh, great characters, great ensemble. Everybody on the ensemble is funny. There's nobody annoying actually. When I think about the show, like with Levin on on Barney Miller, there's nobody like that. Oh no, on, because the uh, annoying on. character is Ted Baxter, who is great yeah so <laughs> yeah I, I guess the, the closest you could get is the the room of clanahan or not no. the room not a uh, betty white the betty white character could get a little bit grating but no they don't use her so much that she ever does oh no, she's a great it, character on there and so even phyllis could be kind of annoying but she's fine yes. too yeah yeah phyllis and rhoda had yeah they they just used them they used their annoying characters in good ways and it's a funny show all the way around and yeah it's a testament to writing and acting definitely that show and it's a highlight of the 70s sitcoms, and 70s sitcoms were the first golden era of sitcoms. Yeah, I mean, the one that I said from the Barney Miller era that uh, kind of hurt me to take off was uh, Soap, which I, I think is a great show. Yeah. Um, but not as not really as human as Barney Miller, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, my number two, of course, Mary Tyler Moore, I knew you would pick. Uh, 
My number two is Seinfeld. Number two? How are you not going to have... I mean... That's really high. <laughs> you think? It's be like number eight. That's insane. I, I, I know what your number one is going to be now. But, uh, yeah, I... There's probably no show, no sitcom I've seen more episodes of that I still continue to laugh at. Even though the first couple seasons are pretty bleak, mm-hmm. um, and I don't tend to enjoy them as much, the later episodes are so fucking good that I can forget about those early, <laughs> early ones. And the, I mean, there's it was again a groundbreaking show, but in another way, every they didn't have catchphrases every season they had catchphrases every single episode that people still use yes yeah no that's crazy it's it's insane that that show really was and that was 89 i mean technically that and the simpsons you think of as 90s but they both started in 89 um which is good for the 80s i guess yeah that's those are my only 80s shows yeah um oh sorry spoiler uh, like i didn't know seinfeld was going to be on your list yeah there's I mean, it was it was super groundbreaking in a way. Even that, um, even though these other shows were, I think this one just changed sitcoms kind of overnight. Yeah, well, it went from the the doldrums of the '80s bad sitcoms to the '90s and 2000s and 2010s where sitcoms are good again. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can give it and The Simpsons equal credit for that since they both started in '89. Um, although mm-hmm. they're although they're totally different. I mean, Seinfeld was definitely more of the traditional sitcom, just completely retooled. Right. Um, yeah, and it well, back, and it went back to like Jack Benny, where the the pe- the people in the show don't have to be likable to have a good show. Like you don't have to want to be friends with the people to have a funny show. Like Jack Benny was a terrible character; nobody would want to be friends with him, but he was still funny. And I think that's what Seinfeld brought that back. I mean, you don't all have to be Cliff Huxtable, bad choice, uh, or Ted or uh, Sam Malone. Right, Sam Malone. Cheers is. Cheers is a better is a bad example because there there there's some jerky anyway, people on there yeah you you hear what I'm saying there's a lot of shows in the 80s where perfect strangers where it's all hugs and stuff but yeah Seinfeld changed things Seinfeld was better Seinfeld was so funny yeah and Good so choice. your number one would be Seinfeld but of course the process of elimination I mean it's it's got it, I I would think it and The Simpsons maybe for greatest sitcom of all time. Um, if peop- if most people were making a list, it's probably between those two. I think so. Yeah, because they both have popularity. Because I mean, Seinfeld was like num- the number one show. I don't think the S- Simpsons ever were, but that's unfair because when it when it's at its prime, it was on a network that wasn't on every in every market. Yeah, yeah. Or even if it was, it was on like UHF channels, and that mattered back then. Right. So and then once once that changed, it wasn't in its prime anymore. So it's a little bit unfair, but still it it's one of the major reasons Fox became a network. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was competing against the Cosby show, which was a juggernaut and it wasn't really competing, but it was doing enough competition. that People were talking about it. Yeah. So that's right. It started against Cosby, which is a bold ass move. No, it started on the Sundays. Oh, it did. But then they moved it against Cosby. Yeah. It started on Sundays and it became such a, like such a popular show. They moved it to Thursdays to go against the Cosby show. Yeah. And it won. But yeah, Seinfeld. Um, another one with like, it's not a whole town full of characters, but it's there's so many peripheral characters that are all great. Just, just George's parents alone. 
<laughs> Jerry's bringing Jerry Store back to the the United States population was was you know it was a charitable move. We're all better for it. Agreed. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm. There's only one thing I could think of that can be here, but I'll see. At my number one. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to unfortunately be another duplicate. Get a life. Ah. Uh, I. It's my favorite. I. It changed my. I, I don't know. Change my life is is a bit much, but I mean, in a way, it did. Like, it, it was the first show I ever saw on TV where I was like, "Oh, this is for me." <laughs> I fucking get this, and this is my humor, and I love it. Like, I, I talked on a previous episode about watching the Cosby Show and just being like, "I don't fucking relate to any of this," um, and this I totally related to. It was. And we had both watched Letterman before, so we were familiar with him and his style of humor. Right. I mean, I, Letterman is the reason I watched Get a Life. Yeah, same here. But I didn't expect it to be so bizarre and funny. I It was like you were, it's almost like you were like high on marijuana, kind of giggly laughing at it, even though you were completely sober, because it was just so crazy. Um, I don't know why I didn't have it on my list at first. Oh, shit. And then once I thought of it, I was like, man, what am I thinking? And I had to, I think I took out Broad City. It had to be on the list. Yeah. You, <laughs> of our favorites, for sure. And Yeah, and well, that, I think that's what happened. I had put together my list, and I was like, is, am I doing best or favorites? And my first five were like, all, well, these will be on a best of. And then I thought I got, later I thought I got a life, and I was like, that wouldn't be a best of. But then I got confused with what I was doing. But yeah, it's it's such a good show. Yeah, I think these were pretty good lists. Yeah, um, let me see. Uh, I, I missed WKRP in Cincinnati. I, yes. That almost made that the list. Sanford and Son almost made the list. Yes, yeah, Sanford and Son. I thought of that one. Although it's, it's not a good show, but it's so funny. It, it's it would it's yeah. It's, it la- I laugh every time I watch it when it, when uh, Red Fox is on it. Yeah, that's that's the thing. That's that's more just about the person. Yeah, like you said though, the show, the episodes were not anything to write home about most of the time. So it's all about Red Fox. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so funny. Uh, there's other. Th- what else did you did you miss? Well, let's see. So I, yeah, well, it was WKRP and Soap that came close. Taxi almost made it. Oh, Bob Newhart show. Bob Newhart show, and even Newhart for me, I considered. So, so Newhart and Taxi are probably the best that comes of the '80s. Gotta be. Although I think Taxi again started in the '70s. Oh. Um. Yeah. So Newhart, I guess, wins for the '80s. I'm trying to think of. Uh, of what's on now that I almost put on. I think it's this Broad City. It's the only one I missed that's on now. And Broad City and It's Always Sunny, they're they're both great. They're both really, really great. They so. are. Yeah. No, you can, and I mean, and so is Brooklyn Nine-Nine and so is Veep. Yeah. 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 I forgot about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That, that Brooklyn Nine-Nine is pro- no, I think Broad City and It's Always Sunny is a little bit better, but it's up there. It's really good. Yeah, I, uh, there's uh, like I was thinking the British office. I almost put in uh, Faulty Towers. I looked at it and I was like, I don't like it enough. Yeah, the young ones. Yeah. Oh, uh, the young ones. Yeah, it doesn't hold up. That's the problem with a lot of those. Um, I was surprised you didn't have Louie on your list. I have not watched that yet, so that's why I was on my list. But I, people, love I considered it. it, and I do love it. Um, I don't know that I consider it strictly a sitcom. Ah. Um, that one season, people did talk about it being dramatic. Yeah, it, there's a lot of there's a lot more drama in it than you would expect of a sitcom. But I still far- haven't watched his his uh, Steve Buscemi sitcom. I haven't either. No, I don't even. It's you get it from his site, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to buy each episode individually. Maybe it'll be Netflix eventually. 
Yeah, no, I haven't watched it either. Um, no. Oh I, my God! What? I, you know, if I thought of it, I might have put on uh, Kimmy Schmidt because oh, Kimmy see, Schmidt's an amazing sitcom. I never even thought of it until right now. I thought the second season wasn't nearly as good. Oh, Thirty Rock was another one. Speaking of Kimmy Schmidt, that yeah, I, I'd considered. Yeah. yeah. I, I, no, I I like both seasons. I such a funny show. Um. Yeah. We should have done top twenty, but then we'd be here all night. Now I want to figure out how many we we did. So we have. Let me let me do. Uh, okay. One. Yeah. I'm looking at the list. Uh, the Office is one. The Simpsons is two. Kirby Enthusiasm is three. Barney Miller is four. I'm sure there's a better way to do this. Uh, the rest of Elm is five. Brooklyn Nine Nine is six. Always Sunny is seven. Veep is eight. Parks and Rec is nine. News Radio is 10. Get a Life is 11. Broad City is 12. The Simpsons, uh, Arrested Development. Uh, Dick Van Dyke Show is 13. Larry Sanders Show is 14. Mary Tyler Moore Show is 15. Seinfeld is 16. So 16. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it would be 14, so I was wrong. So I mean, those are the 16 of our favorite sitcoms, so everybody should watch them all. Yeah, aside from Get a Life, which is not everyone's going to like, and maybe Arrested Development, those are the only two that I don't think are universal. Oh, yeah, I think everybody else would like almost everything on the list. Some people don't like black and white anything, so they might not like Dick Van Dyke's show, but everything else is... Some people, I guess, find... uh, find, uh, Why can't I think of his goddamn name? Curb Your Enthusiasm. Larry David. Larry David annoying, I guess, but... That show's fucking hilarious. I, I think he's oh, yeah. supposed to be annoying, so... Oh, but that's true. Now that I think about it, some people and probably some lis- listeners to this podcast hate Seinfeld because they don't like the characters. Yeah, you you just don't get life. I'm sorry. They, they should get a life. You should get a life. Unfortunately, the only way to watch that is to buy the DVD set, but... Uh, oh, it's not on Netflix, is it? No. It's... But it's cheap. I mean... Yeah. Anyway, everything on this list should be watched. Uh, speaking of that, you can you can catch The Office. This could be like a good advertisement for Netflix. You can catch The Office on Netflix. You can catch Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO Now. Catch the rest of development on Netflix. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia on Netflix. Parks and Rec on Netflix. Get a life you have to buy. Simpsons, I think you have to buy. I don't yeah, think I think so. Uh, it's on Hulu, but I don't Is know that? how many seasons they have. It might just be like the last two seasons or something. At one point, you could find the Dick Van Dyke show on Netflix. So I'm not sure you still can. Mary Tyler, I'm sure you have to buy Seinfeld. You oh, it's on Hulu. If you can't find Seinfeld, come on. <laughs> the Simpsons. I already said Barney Miller. I think you have to buy. Probably right? have to buy. Yeah, it's kind of Brooklyn Nine Nine. I don't even know. I, it's on Hulu. Is it? Yeah. You, like past seasons or just? Yeah, yeah, it's all on Hulu. Okay, V HBO Go News Radio. Yeah, I was on Netflix or, for a while, but it's off now. Or Amazon Prime has a lot of the HBO shows too, so. That's just, true. Just not the most current season. So, Broad City, I don't even know. It might Hulu. be on Hulu. Oh, it's on Hulu. Yeah. yeah. Larry Sanders show can't get it anywhere. Fuck. I don't. Yeah, it's they not used on Amazon to have Prime, it. But it used to be on Netflix, but it's not there anymore. And I don't know why it's not on Amazon Prime with all the other HBO shows, but I guess it's because of when it was on HBO. Yeah, I, I, I read something about like the Brillstein has ownership of it or something like that. You can find really good deals on the box set of Larry Sanders show, though. Uh, and get a life. And get a life, yeah. If you used to be able to find a lot of deals in the Mary Tyler Moore show as they were putting each season out, but I think they stopped. Wait, where, a few seasons what's Mary Tyler Moore on, though? Did you say? No, I th- I said buy it. I don't think it's on anything streaming. Fuck, it used to be streaming on something, I feel like. 
I might be wrong. Um, yeah, yeah, this was this was fun going through our list. Yeah, for, for me anyway. I don't know about for people listening. Well, they never like what we do anyway. So. No, they're just I, fat shaming us all the time. Yeah, it's unfair. I work so hard to lose the weight. By the way, I'm not bragging or anything, but two weeks ago I high fived a monkey. You high fived a monkey. Like uh, Mike Nesmith? Nope. EY, not EE. Oh, shit. An EY monkey. Mm -hmm. Wait, how did you high five a monkey? I went to a minor league baseball game that had Cowboy Monkey Rodeo, which involves monkeys riding dogs chasing goats around the baseball stadium. And when they were done, seems humane. The conservative Christian monkey wrangler took the monkey in his arms, told a story about how since he was a young boy, and he was trying as he told the story. He was very emotional. He's been wanting to train monkeys. And afterwards, he went around the stands, like to the edge of the field where, where uh, and uh, I went up and I clapped the monkey's hand with my hand. Those things will bite your face off, dude. This one didn't. He high-fived me. Do you know what kind of monkey it was? Was it was a, a small monkey. I'm assuming it wasn't a 900-pound gorilla, but... No, it was not a gorilla, and it was... Well, gorillas aren't monkeys, right? They're apes. Listen, man. Tomato, tomato. I don't... I would never say that to a gorilla, because they're afraid of the color red. Um, was it like a little capuchin monkey or something? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, dude. I like, I like how he's crying about it, though. Yeah, we all wanted to train monkeys when we were kids, dude. You got to do it. Yeah, you got. And, to, what oh, are you crying about? While I was there, my cousin's wife's parents were there too, and my cousin's wife's mother told the story about how she owned a monkey when she was a little kid, which yeah. is an amazing story. That, that her mother bought the monkey from the department store called Two Guys. They had the monkey for about a year. After a year, the new baby came, and the mother started to become. Even though it was very cute, and the baby. I mean, not the baby, but the monkey used to lie down with the baby and like put the covers over both of them. And they were very, he was very gentle with the baby. The parent got afraid that the monkey was going to tear the baby's heart out and who wouldn't. And they brought the monkey back to the department store and got their money back a year later. Yeah. I don't think it's a surprise to anyone. The two guys department stores don't exist anymore. And then unfortunately the, the baby's father tore the baby's heart out. So it was pointless, but I remember when I was a kid, they when we'd go to the pet store just to buy like pet food or whatever. Um, they had a monkey up in like this cage near the ceiling, and I always felt bad for that monkey. That monkey looked unhappy and angry. For sale or just for? I don't show? think he was for sale. I think it was just for oh, show. I don't think anybody would have bought that motherfucker. He was angry. Well, yeah, well, I would be two of us stuck in a cage. I mean, he could have put him anywhere, like in a big dog enclosure. Exactly. Um, I guess that's a good thing about modern society. Pet stores are frowned upon now, so you're not going to find cats and dogs at a pet store. No, it's terrible. It was terrible. They're sitting there in cages. Um, now they sit in cages at the uh, SPCA, so it's much better. I thought you were going to say the YMCA. I almost did. Um, yeah, monkeys, man. I know. Like, Yeah, if I was rich, I would just have a farm with monkeys and penguins. That happy. would be a farm that everyone in the world would want to visit. I know. And I would let them in for free. It would be great. Walk up and hang out with penguins. You sound like Bernie Sanders. In many ways, I am like him. Uh, my scrotum reaches my knees. I guess that's the only way, really. The important way. I'll take it. Uh, recommendations, Asians, Asians, Asians. Uh, you go first because I'm, I'm struggling for this. 
I went to a concert last night, so I'm going to recommend a band that we've talked about before. I think in a best of, we might have. I they don't were know, on but a best of, yeah. Uh, I know. Did we, I mean, I, did we speak of them in one of the episodes? I know they were on. Yes. No. Uh, yeah. Several episodes. Okay. One yeah. of us picked that. Uh, Quilt. I don't know where they're from, but they came to Philadelphia and put on a really great, fun live show. Uh, I think the the band's makeup was much different than I expected. I don't know why. I didn't. Is there is. Uh, what three people playing guitar? I don't think I expected three people playing. Well, I guitar. wouldn't have either. No. And uh, there's a keyboardist and a drummer. It kind of reminded me some of their songs that I hadn't heard before. Kind of, especially live, kind of had a uh, Yola Tango vibe to them that I didn't expect. But oh, anyway, that's cool. They're a fun band, and uh, you should listen to uh, their songs. I think this song I uh, the, the from their latest album is called. Ruder or something? I forget. R begins with an R. You should know. It is called Rapist from Stanford, California. That is not true. There is no Stanford, California. There's no Rapist in its title. And the greatest thing about Quilt, which is not true, it's not the greatest, but there's lots of great things, is the fact that the entire show, the drummer had a quilt over his like big drum, so he didn't have to write Quilt there. He just had the quilt there. That is... That is showing uh, financial uh, responsibility. Why pay for that lettering when you can pay for a quilt? Because you know you got to replace that drum head. You got to have it redone every time. A quilt, you just let that thing wither over the years. Huh, good for you, quilt drummer. Oh, I should know this. They are from Boston because the the lead singer talked about being from Boston while she sang. She seemed very angry during the show, but she was nice. Oh, yeah, she doesn't seem like she'd be an angry person to me just from listening, but... No, she just had, like, a very angry uh, face for the beginning of the show. Yeah. And then she kind of calmed down. Well, it's probably those Philly hooligans probably giving her shit beforehand or something. Um, I'm going to recommend... I'm going to recommend... Well, I think... You know what? I think you might have already recommended it, so it'll be a partial recommendation. Um, Why the Last Man... Because um, I finished the books that are out now, um, and of course it's really good. Do you know her name? What? Wait, what are you asking me? <laughs> isn't it? Isn't that a big part of the end? You, you don't. You never hear what her name is. She whispers it to to uh, to the guy, and we never the, like the readers never never know it for sure. Oh, yeah, it's a it's the uh, loss in translation moment. Mm-hmm. But um. And I've also caught up on Paper Girls. I was like, "Fucking, I'm not going to wait for the next book to come out. I'm going to get the individual issues." They're like oh, really? Ninety nine or something. Um, so that's been good. Uh, but I will recommend uh, because this is my concert. I'm going to be attending later in the month. Uh, Grace Jones, which I think will be super interesting and fun. Don't know if you're familiar with Grace Jones. She from the eighties. Yeah, seventies, eighties. No, she's not. I mean, she looks like kind of a model, like Iman or something. But no, she's music. Um, but yeah, she's she was. Everybody knows her. Like if you see her, you can't you can't mistake her for anybody. Got that mohawk ish afro going. Where's she playing? Tall, thin. Uh, the Greek Theater in Berkeley. Where, where we, we saw Bell and Sebastian. Where we saw Bell and Sebastian exactly. Um, and. You know, it's not usually the kind of thing I would go see, but I think it's going to be great. I think there's going to be a lot of costume changes and, like, 
cool stuff like that, and I'm down. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, Grace Jones, my recommendation. All right, do your thing. Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com if you'd like to say hello or you'd like to recommend something to us or just to let us know that you're alive because we've been wondering all these years. Uh, rate us highly on iTunes and write a great review, a rip-roaring review. Like us on Facebook and tell your friends to like us on Facebook. But more importantly, tell your friends to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really – I want to see if we get to a certain number of uh, Facebook likes, if we get to see – more shit but i don't know if we do because i'm constantly getting these things somebody viewed the pop culture continuum page well who viewed it man i need to know this stuff it doesn't yeah. mean no good to know somebody viewed it they could have accidentally I just, clicked on it i just want more likes because i want to feel liked eh, i feel plenty liked because my best friend is jesus also, what the guy that he lives he lives downstairs right yeah he, he does my laundry uh Ooh. Also, he is my boyfriend. Um, yeah, no, but I, I want to know. Like, I don't know anything about how this these Facebook, like, groups or whatever pages work. Do you? Like, if we get, if you reach a certain milestone, do you get more information? Like, can I see, is there a way to see who is liking us and where they're from and all that crap? Or I think you get inform- more information, but I don't think you get that who's... detail. Exactly who viewed the page. You can see now who li- who's liked the page, but you can't see. I can't even like, see everybody who's liked the page. It's fucking weird. I can see my friends oh, you, who've liked oh, it. Oh, you used to be able to see everybody because there, there's like people from South Dakota who liked it. Yeah, well, of course they liked it. What, this is like, this is like fucking high hilarity compared to their lives. But uh, no, you're thinking of North Dakota. South Dakota is actually a very pleasant place to live. You're North right. Da- South Dakota is the one with Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Always get them mixed up. Sorry, South Dakota. You're fine. North Dakota, I feel for you. Did you just do that thing with your collar? Ooh. Yeah, I did. And then I dropped my monocle into my champagne glass. Oh, um, that's cute. Yeah, yeah, anyway. I, yeah, I would like more people to like us. Uh, it's weird seeing, like, these new podcasts, like, get the front page of iTunes and stuff. And then I'm like... I don't feel bitter about it or anything. I'm just like, how do you do that? I don't know. I mean, we're not going to put the effort in to make that happen. Maybe but maybe, maybe because they're good. That I mean, that's exactly my point. We're not going to put the effort in. But, you know, it would be cool. Give us some likes. Uh, I did check the, the iTunes page the other day, and I don't think there's anything. There might be one new uh, like, but no new reviews, so... That's good. The last new review was so disappointing, I haven't looked again. Was that the Married with Children one? Yes. Yeah. Listen, I bet that guy still listens. Fuck you, Every man. Episode. You can't leave another review. Sucks to be you. But if you had friends, you could have them do it, but... Oh, man. Don't give him ideas. Obviously don't. I bet he has lots of friends. And now they're all going to write bad reviews, and they're just going to talk about the Married with Children episode. Ah, they're too busy tweeting at Trump. Um. Wow. I think... This will do it. One hour in and Trump was mentioned. But on that note, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>